and the noise from Music City. Hello, everybody. I am back. I had to get back here and give y'all a good old podcast. I've been gone for a little while, I know. I was out inside of Atlanta, went to a housewoman for my brother who just bought a nice little house in the outskirts of Atlanta there. So, shots out to that good old, good old time down there in Atlanta. So, I got some things to talk to you about. I got remembered why the Braves is one of my favorite baseball teams. I got reminded about the good old Michigan Wolverines basketball team. Got a few stories for you to talk about today. And got a fun little thing that we're going to talk about here in a few. About some of those good old shows and movies I've been watching. So with that said, this is our Freaky Frankie Friday. And I hope everybody's having a good Friday. So everybody, I've been relaxing. Like I said, I was in Atlanta this past week and... Had a very fun time. Got to see some of my nieces and nephews that I have not seen in a long time. And had a really relaxed time. Got to chat with my brother a few times. Drunk a few good old whiskeys and a few good old beers. Um, shout out to Construal Whiskey here inside of Nashville, by the way. Very nice whiskey. Play, nice, nice whiskey. And if you want to see the distillery, it's over there in Marathon Village. And it's well worth the price of admission for their little tours. And I hear, and I heard they give out samples at the end of their tour. So you can go over there and get some good old whiskey samples. Now, I had fun inside of Atlanta. Went and hung out with one of my rugby buddies, Mike Marshall, and one of my friends, Cal. And he had a very fun time over there in the Battery. If you don't know what the Battery is, it's a place over there, right, pretty much in the Brave Stadium, that SunTrust Park area. And um, it was just amazing. Go inside there, you could drink up and have you a good old time. It's like watch, having a party while watching a good old Braves game. So you had there, sat there, and had us a fun time while watching those Braves games and seeing that, seeing how that team's doing. And it was very fun, even though they lost the day that we went down there. But it was still fun, and everybody was celebrating like it was 1999, going on to my Prince Day. So it was very interesting, very neat, just to see all that good old stuff, watching those people just play. Um, Just watching those Braves play and having a fun time out there drinking and carrying on. Atlanta's still a nice city, still very nice and very fun to party in. I wouldn't want to stay there, but very fun and nice. Very for sure. Now... Uh, let's see. We we'll go on. We get to talk about the good old Michigan Wolverines here. Those Michigan Wolverines, ah oh man, they were amazing in March Madness. I know I really didn't get talk to talk about them all during the March Madness times because I kind of wanted to let let the kind of didn't want to blow our luck. I kind of wanted to see where we was gonna get to, and we made it to a national championship, and that is amazing. Seeing as we was a team that. I mean, we barely beat, I think, Delaware State at the beginning of the year. I think we beat them by, like, four points, you know. And we went on to win a national championship, I mean, get get to a national championship game. So, I mean, overachieving by a long stake shot. So, I don't ever. I know some people called me and some people were 
just saying that were you disappointed in you know getting so close and you know, I'm not disappointed at all. I think it a team overachieved by a long shot and we'll see if Bo Wagner comes back. If he doesn't then him and Rockmine will be the only people we lose off this team. So you have a good chance of getting of getting going deep next year and may, probably winning another Big Ten title, which will be three in a row if we win another one. So, you know, that's a major feat on its own, kind of going on a kind of a Kansas Jayhawks-type feat over there in the Big Ten there. Oh, by the way, Kansas Jayhawks also, another great year for them. Sadly, it ended uh, in, a final, in the Final Four with, you know, the, much like Michigan, having a team that, in that Villanova team that was just lights out hot. I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. If a person, if they're shooting, you know, over 50% from the three-point line and, you mean, taking deep freeze. They're like, it isn't like they're getting wide-open freeze, you know, from, you know, you know wide-open freeze from, you know, making bad defense, you know. It was just that they're shooting, I mean, long NBA, past NBA range three-pointers and, you know, making, making it nothing but net, you know. And there's nothing you can do about that. You can't guard a person, you know, 60, 70 feet away from the basket, you know, so... Uh, so it was very interesting just to see what. It's just very interesting just to see those teams achieve what they achieved after, after Michigan was supposed to be one of the bottom Big Ten teams and Kansas. This was supposed to be the year they were supposed to lose the Big Twelve, and they wound up being winning the Big Twelve and being one of the last teams to lose. You know, and you know, losing the Final Four. So. No, nah, so I mean it was a very big achieving from both from both of my squads this year, which was very awesome just to see both of my squads achieve something. So I love it. Sadly, Devont said that we're gonna lose Devontae Graham on my Kansas squad, so that's gonna be upsetting right there. We lose Devontae Graham, and hopefully we'll see if we lose Mo Wagner on the Michigan squad. But both squads they performed very well and I was very happy uh, over over astonished by everything that went on with those games right there now to go on a little bit about more sports um, the Titans actually released their new jerseys yesterday and you get to see I guess I'll put I'll post it on the Instagram and I post it on the Facebook profile the pictures of the new jerseys it's pretty interesting in New Jersey's very very uh I guess you could say very innovative with the style it was. I was, I was hoping that it was gonna go kind of new, newer, in the direction of colors. They kind of kept the same colors, little bit different in the colors you can say, but kind of sort of kept the same colors, which I kind of wish they would have done newer with the colors a little bit more. But they kept the little kind of dark blue and baby blue kind of S fiends, but they added a gray to it. That's kind of a little bit more of the subsequently. Uh, a more prominent secondary color, that gray there. So, very nice jerseys. The lettering to it's kind of very linear. It's kind of liney. It's kind of squiggly liney, in a way. I'm not a fan of it. I kind of like more of the blocks, as you know, from the Michigan and Boston Celtics, and you know, all my teams pretty much have blocks except for the Kansas Jayhawks. That's the only ones that kind of have a more curvy structure to their lettering, but. It's really interesting, really nice, really nice everything that they have going on over there with the Tennessee Titans. And I'm hoping they're going to achieve. They had a very nice festive party down there in downtown Broadway that had 
I mean, crowds out the buku there. I can't even think what it's gonna be like when they have the country music awards here. If that was like, if it was like that at Broadway at that point in time. So you know, it was very nice just to see just everybody out supporting the Tennessee Titans. As you know, it's just the off season, and you know it's months before I even get to back playing again. So it was very nice to see those people out there supporting the Tennessee Titans and and just them just trying to reward their fans with a festival to release those new jerseys that they want to kind of just kind of build a new era for the Tennessee Titans. Now, the Predators are going to be playing in the Stanley Cup playoffs next week. This is the last week of them just now just playing those games. So hopefully we're going to see those Predators, and I'm going to buy a ticket to a game, and I'm going to have I'm gonna take some pictures from a game. So you're going, to see, you're going to see a few pictures from a Stanley Cup game. I'm going to make sure I have that for our, for our listeners, our noisy ears, our noisers, our noise and tears out there. So y'all see some of that good old Stanley Cup playoff kind of esque feel down there. You'll see that on my um, on our on our Facebook on our Facebook group and our, Insta- and our Instagram. By the way, the Instagram is the first noiser, and the Facebook group is want more noise. So, the, the follow those if you want to go out there and see some more good old things from out there. Some posts, uh, some of our posts post so stuff. You know, as I say, I'm getting I'm getting in a structure of trying to make a show at least two times a week. I know I have not been following that structure lately because I've been busy and doing some things. So I might just get down to more of one time a week. We're gonna see if we can do two times a week. But um, I've been trying to get, um, but um, I'm gonna post a little bit more on those things to try to get more. Um, no, try to have y'all interactive in times of times where I'm not able to record a podcast because I'm busy doing, you know, going to Atlanta having a fun time or going to, you know, a Predators game. And I'm too a uh, little bit uh, hyped up on Predator stuff to, you know, record for that day. So you'll see how it goes. And I tell y'all, it's going to be a very fun, I got a very fun schedule coming up for us. Uh, so I'm hoping all y'all is going to have really love for this good old podcast and love what's going to be happening in the future, for sure. So before we get into our story, I need to talk about a few shows I've been watching. Obviously, I've got to talk about The Walking Dead. Um, last couple of weeks have been just insane on The Walking Dead. Um, I know a lot of people aren't liking the way this season's going. It's, you would think it would be more kind of Battle West is every scene you think it would kind of be like, uh, kind of like you know, last season of the Game of Thrones. Kind of you think it'll be just a little bit more of a battle, battle, battle every scene, every episode. And some episodes have been, have been you know kind of fill episodes and stuff like that. And you know, you think with last season just being pretty much a total filler season, you think that they would have kicked off, kicked it up in the intensity in it, and. It's understandable. It's understandable that they don't want to kick up too much intensity with this. But uh, I've enjoyed. I enjoyed the last episode for sure. I enjoyed the last episode. On um, the episode before that, I wasn't the biggest fan of. But the last episode, it was very enjoyable. I had a good time watching those, 
watching, you know, Rick and uh, Morgan go out and kill a whole bunch of saviors and, you know, and just all that good old stuff. And it's it's been great, you know. It's been great. It's still you know, the filler is still there. You can see with Carol going on her journey to save Henry and you know and Maggie and her and her thing. Which Maggie, by the way, I, I I like and I don't like Maggie. It's getting to the point where I feel like you can't you can't feel. It's kind of like you feel worse for her because everybody loved Glenn, Glenn and everybody hated it when Glenn died, obviously. But also, you're feeling like, come on. You're getting to the point where it's like, oh, man, you have to. You have to understand that this is insane what you're, you know. It's, you can't just go off and just, and you know, risk your own people. You know, you're risking your own people. You're risking everybody's life just to... Just to go after this, after Negan, you know, and I think it's uh, it's getting to the point where it's just you can't you can't do these things, you know, um, you know, me and Maggie, you can't do these things. So, uh, it's it was uh, you know, episode was very intense, and uh, seeing Negan with Jadis was uh, one I really loved right there, and Pollyanna McIntosh, oh my God, she is pretty smoking hot to me. I can't lie to you. She's pretty smoking hot. Uh, she's, uh, but she's playing Jadis very well, and I'm just loving that whole entire Jadis character, and I'm hoping that that's gonna turn, hoping that Jadis is gonna turn more and more intense into the next upcoming season. I'm hoping that's what that's playing into, is her coming into the next season of being something big. Um, the thing with the helicopter, I'm trying to understand what that was about, and I don't think nobody's been touching on that issue at all, which I'm trying to get into. What was that helicopter thing about? And her having an apartment inside of that trash heap, I'm like, what? She has an apartment there? Like, what? This is insane. So we're just learning some stuff about Jadis, which is insanely crazy. I'm like, this is really, really cool, seeing just some of the stuff that's going on with her. And Negan, um, Negan is obviously Negan, like always, badass, badass, and can't die. Just, just impossible to get killed off. It is the good old, oh, good old writers making sure that he just will not die. And it was great just to see him, just to see just Negan just kind of begging for his life in this episode. And then kind of just showing, just kind of showing Jadis kind of his, you're kind of seeing more and more of Negan. And in the comic books, obviously, we know who Negan is in the comic book-wise for the comic book viewers. But the people that aren't comic book viewers, they don't know who Negan is. And they're just thinking he's the, kind of this despicable, despisable, no-holds-bars, no-rules type of guy. And you started to see in the show more and more of what his logic is behind these things and what his logic is behind Lucille and all these other things because everybody's just thinking, oh, Lucille, it's just, what? why does he have a bat named Lucille and what type of weirdo is this guy to be so attached to his bat? And you find out that his bat is actually named after his wife and that it is a, rep it is a symbol to his wife who sadly he mistreated all, all, all the time of her life pretty much, all the time of her life. You know, she died before the zombie apocalypse, and he named the bat after because it actually went on to save his life during the zombie apocalypse and things like that. 
So you got to hear a little bit of that in the, in this episode, and you got to hear about and you know you've been hearing it more throughout the mid season here, uh, of the second part of the season here. Well, you've been hearing pretty much his logic behind all this good old episodes here. You've been hearing the logic that you know he's doing the thing. He's doing the things he's doing because he. He believes that's the way to change society. He believes that this is the way to make society great again. He honestly believes that he is a savior for society. He honestly believes that by being a tough leader and having this point system and ha- and beating people to in, in, to uh, submission and things like that, that down in the long run saved the whole entire community. And, you know, so it's not him just being just just completely evil for the means of being evil. It's him being evil because he wants society to be better. And it's a it's and that's the reason why I love The Walking Dead, because it has a philosophical feel to it, because uh, philosophy, a lot of people would say that his logic is correct. You know, it's a Hobbesy. He's more of a Hobbesian as person. You know, he's kind of going in there with the philosophy of, you know, you make society what it is. And, you know, you beat society. If you do this to society, eventually people will join in. And people, and eventually people will see that as order and they will be put in the order, you know. And it's the just the argument of order versus chaos. Do people need to be made into order or can people actually exist and create order without without being put into order. And it's that thing of we don't know. It's, it's that thing of we don't know. What's that? You know, we don't know. Um, it looks like, you know, that, that Rick and them might have been making order. But if you look at Rick... He took over, you know, he took over Alexandra. I mean, if if you look at, if you're from an Alexandrian's perspective, looking at Rick, he took over Alexandria pretty much, you know, without order. There wasn't an order in Alexandria, and Rick decided to install his version of order in Alexandria. So, I mean, what's the difference between Rick and Negan in some aspects? I mean, obviously, Rick isn't, is, you know, as dangerous as Negan is to a few our eyes. But, I mean, if you're looking at, through with Negan or Savior's eyes, it might be looking as different, you know. So you know we kind of we kind of have that sore thought of just looking at something through our eyes instead of looking at the broader picture here. And you know it's one of those. And like I said, it's one of those things. It's order or chaos. Do does people need order, or do people or can people order themselves without people just coming, and without know, people just establishing them? And Thomas Hobbes. One of the great philosophers has said that people do need order for people for, for culture to not be super chaotic. So it's just very interesting just to see just that this episode of you know just to see Negan's logic and I think it was very very good logic that you see Negan uh displaying inside of this season right here, and then you're seeing obviously Simon just wonder kill everybody and create the world and create his his basically doing a them versus us them versus us logic of we're just going to kill all of them and whoever wants to be with us can be us but if it's them they gotta die you know and we're gonna see how that keeps on going on in the picture in the broader picture here for sure now another show i love is 
AP Bio. Oh my God, that show's been amazing. I don't know if I talked about that on this podcast yet. Uh, AP Bio, if you don't know what it is, it's a new show featuring uh, Glenn Howerton. Uh, you probably know him if you don't know the name. It's the Dennis from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And the show is kind of Dennis from Always Sunny in Philadelphia in a way. But it's kind of him playing a guy that's a little bit smarter than this. Uh, he's playing it the role with children. It is funny. It was already funny to see uh, um, Caitlin Olsen inside the Mick, who's Dennis's sister from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And now you're seeing Dennis inside of uh, AP Bio. And, man, it, it's just hilarious just seeing he's, he's this philosophy professor, this ex-philosophy professor who gets to, has to take a job as a professor at a high school now, uh, a teacher at a high school now. And now he's not teaching the kids anything, and he's on this quest to take down his one of his rivals from philosophy and get his job back at Harvard. And uh, get his job back at Harvard and... Uh, and um, just that whole entire time, it's just trying to just, <laughs> he's currently teaching kids life lessons while not teaching kids life lessons. It's a very hilarious show and it's well worth to watch. Everybody should go out there and watch it. It comes on on Thursdays on uh, ABC, I believe. And it's the AP bio. Just look it up on On The Man. That's what I do. I look it up on On The Man and it's hilarious. I love it. I watch it uh, all for every Thursday. It's amazing. Um, but it is definitely it's great. I love the chemistry that he has with the kids. There, you had I love the kid. There's the, a girl with the glasses who is hilarious. She's downright just straight up funny. And I don't want to give out any spoilers to the show, but it has a uh, it has a uh, Patton Oswalt in it, who is his boss, his principal of the school. So you got Patton Oswalt in it, which you know Patton Patton Oswalt's in something. It's most likely going to be funny because he's a very funny comedic actor and comedian, stand-up comedian. And you know, and it has a few worst comedians inside of it that you know, there aren't names or anything like that, but they are hilarious, and they're going to be some names coming up, big names coming up later on in the. You know, the comedy world, I'm pretty sure of it. They're very hilarious people inside there. Um, so that's AP Bio with Glenn Howerton and uh, Patton Oswalt. For sure, great show to watch. So everybody watch that show, check it out. It's very awesome.